0: Hey John, how are you?
1: All right. Well, you Good. guys say when you say six o'clock, you mean six o'clock. <laughs> you, you know, I, I am I pride myself on being very punctual, but I tend to call some like if mine's at six o'clock, I call, you know, if I'm setting up an interview, I call someone at like six oh one. Totally. So, yes. Yeah, right. So they so they don't think I'm completely, totally anal. And <laughs> so and they don't uh, figure
0: out the real you is what you're that saying
1: that is right yeah i am uh, <laughs> i i really i
0: try to be on time there be you go t- i think that's a virtue yeah my dad told me you're not good looking so at least show up on time i think it's good advice so
1: yeah uh, yeah yep. uh, you know and, I, and i'm sorry we're just or maybe i should say this when we're recording but you know i was going to say that uh, uh, john you know, i
0: will tell you uh as soon as you show up on these you are recording so everything you oh, said oh, total it's, it's recording, recording. How okay. about that?
1: <laughs> well, what I was going to say is that, uh, you know, I'm not even wearing a shirt in, in honor of uh, the
0: first Oh, birthday, mine but, is unbuttoned. Uh, How about that? There you go. But, but that would be a lie. So I can't do that. <laughs> well, don't lie to the people. He's John Sherva. Find him uh, all over the LA Times, com slash sports for all their coverage there. Uh, he'll be out at Santa Anita this weekend uh, for what is a terrific card on Saturday, um, including the American Pharaoh. Uh, John, I wanted to have you on because uh, something we like to do in horse racing is be negative. Uh, people are very good <laughs> at being negative around uh, this sport. And so I thought, hey, John is, is kind enough to send me all of the entries for the Southern California racing, whether it's San Anita or Los Al or Del Mar, whatever it might be. And I try to keep tabs on field size and who's running and who's there and who the jocks are and all that kind of stuff. And it stood out to me that the smallest field at Santa Anita on Saturday is going to be eight runners in 10 races. Um, frankly, in a year where we've seen it, not just in California, but in lots of places, four or five horses in state races. I feel like it hit New York really hard this year for some reason. Um, do, do you have a reason for, for a, you know, we see these at Del Mar, we kind of expect them, but for Santa Anita to have these numbers, uh, is there, is there a good reason you think? Yeah, because the breeders
1: Cup's going to be here at the end of the month. So a lot of people have moved a bunch of horses out here. Um, you know, for example, you've got a horse in the uh, American Pharaoh from Pletcher called BU yep. and uh, who, who looks you know, decent. And then as I'm going through the PPs here, you've got, I think, yeah, you've got a Pletcher in the chandelier called Scalable, who has run once and finished fifth in a, a maiden special. And it's just like sometimes you send horses to accompany other horses because yep. uh, it, they work uh,
0: together or whatever. Sure, they work together,
1: or and so yes, I mean things are going to get a, a little lean the next few weeks before we get you know to the Breeders' Cup. But there's just more horses at Santa Anita than there have been uh, recently. And, uh, you know, goodness knows that is the key to the survival of California racing is, is like how many horses can they, can they keep or can they have and, and run. And Del Mar had a terrific meeting, had a really uh, – I think they were down just a tick or two on horse starts and down a lot. Uh, by a lot, I mean, you know, like 4% on handle. But they did that. They did something that I really, really loved is that they shut off the, uh, the batch betters like two minutes or a minute or two minutes before the race went off so that the odds would not change as much as they do. Because, you know, I mean, for the uninitiated, you know, you look and you bet a horse and it's, you know, five to two. And then uh, the horse, the, you know, the, the gates open and you're like a few strides out and it's nine to five or six to five or something like that. Sure. And, um, Unlike, as I think you've pointed out on your show, uh, with sports betting, which uh, um, again I don't know if you want to talk about, you took the under on Lions uh, wins, right? I did.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That is a that's called trauma. Mm -hmm. And having been a Lions fan my entire life, and watching Barry Sanders and uh, Calvin Johnson combine for uh, one playoff win in my life.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Uh, Or, or some could might call it the Hoosier Philly effect. (laughs) it's ptsd of some kind for sure yeah but But, uh you know i you know a lot is made of the of the del mar program of the you know the ship and win kind of stuff and the the additions santa Anita trying to enact some of those things you're kind of already answered one of my questions going forward which was you know one of the things about for example here in kentucky that's interesting is the keeneland meeting for example is best the first week Yes. Because it's a month before Derby or it's a month before Breeders' Cup, and that's when the very best horses can run, and they they really stack. You know, I think we're you know we're doing the eight o'clock show tonight. There's eight races tomorrow and Saturday, uh, Friday and Saturday, at Keeneland that are Grade Two or better, um, which is pretty incredible. Um, but it's just the nature of their of their meeting. But you know, the field size will stay up just because it's Kentucky and purses and whatever else. Um, are, are you kind of predicting that number is going to to wane a bit as we get into? the deeper parts of the Santa Anita
1: beat. Yeah. Oh, certainly. I mean, it's only a month. I think it's 19 days or something like that. And, um, you know, it's like Santa Anita, the, the week before Los Al and then Del Mar, it's like, you can't find a horse to run because everybody is saving their horses to run the first week at Del Mar when the purses are up and and all that. Now, I don't know how much you paid attention to Los Al, But those races were dreadful. I mean, they were. It was not good this year. I mean, I saw more four horse races than, you know, and and, and what they pay five places sometimes, and you got four horse races. What kind of sense does that make? Um, So, no, California just has a a severe problem with the number of horses. Uh, This is uh, an aberration. You know, what we're seeing, I think, I hope it's not an aberration, but I think it's an aberration. And, um, you know, their their experiment of closing not experiment, but they're closing Golden Gate now in the middle of next year to hope that more horses come south. I mean, I view that as like a Hail Mary, you know, and and if they can't if they can't get back to four days a week, I think you're going to see California racing like go not can't totally go away. Del Mar will exists and we'll have to find a new partnership and i th- and and i'll do make an early prediction for you i think del mar and keeneland and one other track maybe oakland maybe tampa bay i don't know will form sort of a coalition and, and try to form a circuit because um you know del mar is going to be left out there by himself and you and and losal you know god love him ed Allred is in his mid 80s and he's not always going to be around and when he goes away it's even written in like the land goes over to the city of cyprus for development and things like that so uh so california racing is is on the ropes big time uh and i guess i remember you started the segment of saying let's try not to be negative so i apologize (laughs) i apologize for that uh um but uh anyway so
0: (laughs) no uh, it's okay i mean no honesty matters here and and so look i mean I was going to ask this question later in the interview. Let's ask the the Golden Gate question first. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you believe, Stronach, when they say they're hoping that those people will simply migrate south? Oh, I absolutely believe that
1: they hope they will migrate south. But the question is, will they migrate south? Right. Uh, Greg Ferraro, the chair of the CHRB, told me that he thought maybe 20 percent of the horses. Um, And I think there's a there's a secondary effect that is is even more devastating is golden gate existed a lot on cowbred racing. Yes. And if you don't have cowbred racing then you have no reason to have cowbred breeding. Uh, which I guess is redundant, but to have cowbreeding. breeding and um uh so this could really really affect that a lot. Um you know, cowbreds make up about you know, 20, uh, 30 to 40% of all the races in California.
0: Yes, they do.
1: And, um, you know, Golden Gate. And, and and by the way, you know, congrats uh, last week. I think it was last week on your guest, Matt Dinnerman, who landed a pretty good job at uh, Oak Lawn. And, um, you know, because he was, you know, he was going to be out of a job. And, and uh, you know, he definitely, as you would expect, handled it by not saying, hey, I needed a job. Right. Um, Right, and he ended up at a you know a, a pretty decent track, Oakland. The you know the yep. big big problem with Oakland, of course, is it doesn't have a turf track. Yep. Um, and I don't know if that's fixable or not. I've never been there. Much as I believe
0: you have never been to Santa Anita, which I think is going to change this year. It is changing. Everything is booked. Um, I even uh, we got a. I discovered something, John. Uh, no one's going to Los Angeles. <laughs> That's what I discovered because I'm renting a car, an SUV for like 28 bucks a day. And I got a house big enough for five people for three days for 800 bucks total.
1: Oh, that's not bad. That's not, what's, No, what's it's it,
0: not. What's we're city flying it? everybody there. all four of us. I'm giving Dan some money. He wants to drive it with his wife. That's fine. And then everybody's going and it, we're doing it for like $1,400. <laughs> Wow. So what city are you are you is the house in? Um it's just south of the track. So uh boy, oh boy. Um do let me see if I can find it. Um, but just south of the track. And I mean I think we're three miles south, something pretty close. So okay. that'll bad. be nice and easy, and um we'll we'll be able to figure it out. But yeah, we're gonna be out there for uh, for three days and doing the shows and we'll see what Jim can get set up for us. At Keeneland, we had a tent. I'm not anticipating a tent at uh, Santa Anita, um uh, just with the layout. No. That they've got there, but I'm sure we'll get something put together uh, once we're out there. But uh, no, I, so. as, as
1: a matter of fact, I don't even think they at this Breeders Cup, they are having, um, you know, the big tents that they would set up uh, for the breakfasts. And, you know, where the usually some of the farms, you know, Windstar or whatever, would have these big sort of lavish breakfast things. I don't think they're having that for some kind of construction or some kind of renovation reason. Uh I could be wrong about that. Um but uh you know if if you you know, but hopefully you'll drop by the media hotel, which is in Pasadena, and uh, you know, we can yeah, have, we have, have a few drinks and um
0: you know, just uh just chat. Apparently the north side of Temple City. So I think we're actually pretty close. Um yeah. Yeah, just down Baldwin Avenue. Yep. I, I was there. just gonna say Baldwin. Actually yep. if
1: you exit the 210 at, at Baldwin and uh you'll go right past there. There's uh um, uh, there's all, it, it's, there's a lot of, there's not really a lot of great restaurants there. You'll have to go up into Arcadia for that, but there's, sure. there's all kinds of stores, you know, there's an all these and, and some local uh, grocery stores okay. and things like that. Cause I, that is literally from LAX, how I, I come in, I, you know, after two or three freeway changes, I come off at Baldwin off the 210 and, um, uh, no, not off the 210, off the 10 and, uh, uh I get there. So, yeah, you're in a good spot.
0: That's great. And um, so, John Sherville with us, if you are uh, tuned into this uh, shortened edition of the Horse Racing Happy Hour, getting ahead of the uh, Saturday of the American. What do people call this weekend, by the way? What do they call this Saturday?
1: Uh, they don't have – well, okay, that's, that's a it's – a, it's a, they don't call it anything because – They don't call it like Rodeo Drive Saturday or anything like that? No, no, because it's a, it's a four-day race week because they've also got Monday – Monday. Yep. Which they just call a holiday race because in Los Angeles and a lot of the country, it's Indigenous People Day. Yes. Right. Yep. But all some of the uh, I'm try to come up with a delicate way of putting this. But let's just say some of the uh, people that are averse to change uh, just continue to want to call it Columbus Day. Right. And one of my great delights when I had the newsletter was to always say, start <laughs> off by happy Indigenous People Day. And then I would get, you know, three dozen emails from, eh, it's Columbus Day, you asshole, you know, and just stuff like that. Um, <laughs> it uh, yeah, sounds like something you would enjoy i agree yeah I, I, yeah and you know and i never mentioned you know how columbus treated the indigenous people um uh but in los angeles that is the official holiday and where i live here in orlando i, I think i was just watching the weather and it was said it's indigenous people day so maybe that's true here too and i don't know what it is in in kentucky day um in kentucky um uh, i don't know what what it's called there you know my
0: kids go to school so it's nothing oh okay OK, I think that's the compromise here is we, we don't have it. <laughs> so there you go. Um, I think New York is who you're thinking of, by the way. OK, yep. yeah, New York yeah, they're going they're, to they're gonna run on Monday and it's going to be Columbus Day for sure up there. So, yes. Um, all right. So I think the other part of this is um, I'm going to start having as many Southern Cal people on as I can leading into this. Um, what what do I have to know? Um, because I, you know, I was thinking about this today, actually, uh, thinking about having you on was I've been to Seattle a half dozen times. My aunt and uncle lived there for years. I've been to San Francisco. I, I lost count at seven or eight. I've had cousins who have lived there, uh, their entire lives. They're in my age group in their, in their forties, essentially. Um, I've never even been to Los Angeles. Wow. So it, it is a gap in my West coast travel sort of in general. And I've been to a lot of places. I've been very fortunate, traveled all over the place, never been to Los Angeles. Um, what, what is going to happen to country bumpkin uh, Louis Rabeau when he gets to LAX?
1: Well, I would uh, not recommend uh, being by yourself at night on the streets. Okay. Um, yes. I, I would personally, I know you've got a vehicle, but I like to Uber as many places as I can just simply because of parking. I mean, yep. it's 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 not New York, which is like worse, but it, it's it's still not not great. Okay. Um, uh The uh, you know, I, I lived in L.A. for twenty three years, uh, over two two different stints there, and um, it, it's not my favorite city. I'll be honest mm. with you. I mean, if if you go downtown, which you are not going to, uh, unless nope. you, unless you want to, <laughs> All right. Um, it's it's uh, a very aggressive homeless pop- population uh, and, um, you know, those are just things that 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 make it somewhat uncomfortable. But, if, you know, if you live there, you're just you're just sort of used to it. Like you know, like like there, there are certain places of town you just don't go um, if you're downtown. Now, where you are, it, you know, I, I, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. But there is no public transportation in Los right. Angeles. So that's something to think about uh los angeles is not seattle and it's not san francisco when it comes to restaurants uh, you know our restaurants are just not as good i mean i love seattle seattle has great restaurants yeah uh, um, that's one of
0: my favorite things about going to the bay area to visit my family as well the restaurants are terrific
1: yeah san francisco and seattle both are just just terrific you know just yep. really kick la um but that's interesting. but if you want to go you know if you, if you want mexican food uh, there's no real, there's no better place. It's, it's not that phony, you know, Tex-Mex stuff. It's yeah, real, yeah. it's real Mexican food. So, so if you can find a little, uh, uh, local Mexican restaurant, that would be good. Uh, the area around Santa Anita is, um, is nice. You know, uh, Arcadia is, uh, um, uh, basically it's, a, it's a city designed around Santa Anita and a big shopping mall called, called, called I think Westfield and which is right next door. Um, and, uh, you know, I can tell you a lot of good places to, to be there. Pasadena, which is where the, again, the media hotel is, is where yep. is which is where I lived for eight years. The last time I was there, um, is, is terrific. Uh, a lot of nice places there. So, you know, it's, it's a little bit of this, and a little bit of that. I mean, I, I don't think you'll be, um, you, you won't be like you're in New York, you know, stirring up and looking at all the tall buildings. Um, because you know there aren't that many tall buildings, and they're all downtown. So, so you'll you'll have a good time. Uh, I can't believe someone as well traveled as you has never been to the second largest city in the United States. Uh,
0: it, no, you're not wrong. I mean it's it's a it's a stunning, glaring gap. The other one that happened recently was two years ago. I finally made it to Charleston.
1: Oh yeah, I've
0: been everywhere on the East Coast. Never been to Charleston. It was delightful. So I'm glad I made the trip. Um, but it was just a, a gap in where I had actually visited in, in and we actually got to stay for a couple of days. It was very nice. Um, so no, I'm excited to, to actually get to Los Angeles and be on the ground. And, and I know, you know, our time is going to be in the Arcadia thing, but you know, it, it, at least out there, uh, doing that. No, I, mean, I look, I, I think we're probably going to eat more Mexican food than, than we can handle. Um, sure. <laughs> yeah. so I'm, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not worried about that part. All right. Let's ask the important parts for people like me that are traveling, uh, to Santa Anita for the first time. Uh, what is the cigar policy, Um in a place like California that you're not allowed to smoke? As long as you're outside, you're okay. Really? I think so. Interesting. Okay. All right. I mean I mean
1: I I'm not a cigar smoker, but I I you know, when I've been outside, I I uh inside they're really serious about inside but I don't think that's serious about outside. I think one of the things that will strike you too the first time you go to Santa Anita and it's going to be November, which is not quite late enough, but you're going to sit there on the front stretch and you're going to look and you're going to see those majestic San Gabriel mountains in the background. I think the best view in racing in the United States, even more than Del Mar where you have to, you know, if you look to your left, you'll, you know, you'll see the ocean, but uh, there's, there's something really special. Uh, about that and then you'll see the hillside course for the first time which i don't think there are any breeders cup races on there um because that's like a six and a half for long downhill race they tend to not like to do this these turf sprints that long they do them five and a half which means they'll do it on the flat the flat track and it's also one of the few places that you will see where there will be dirt crossovers on yeah. turf races yep and um I have been assured thousands of times that that is completely safe. But every once in a while, you'll see a horse try to jump that dirt. You know when they go on that. But but these are all experienced horses and experienced jockeys. And yep. And um, you know this is the first time they've had it since 2019, which was uh, oh,
0: good call, yeah. the, The
1: the which they almost didn't have because that was the year of all the breakdowns. And, uh, and then of course the, the, the it, it ended with, um Mongolia, Mongolia Groom. Yeah. yeah. So are you as incensed as I am that they have decided to move the classic away from being the last race to like the third to last race? There are two, there are two breeders cup races after the classic on Saturday. So I love
0: can- this question. I love it. Go ahead.
1: I, I'm no, I'm gonna ask you. And I, I'm I think it's outrageous because we need to get to some big ten football game uh even before USC and UCLA get there. Um <laughs> you know, I, I mean I would just move I would move up the start till nine thirty in the morning or whatever to to avoid that, but that's not what they decided to do. Um so what is what is your opinion about uh this uh as some might call it a snub toward the Breeders' Cup Classic?
0: I think it's the opposite. Um I think if you had it as a standalone end of the card race, the number of people that watched it at Keeneland, for example, I think will be, I bet 20% more people watch it this year. Okay. Because it's leading into football. And I know in horse racing, we really want to be the event at the end of the day in prime time. And that's what everybody wants. But I think the best thing we could start doing about horse racing is to find the parts of it that we can treat like we treat other sports and start doing that.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: so we're, we're shopping a show right now where we would have a, a retired jock as one of the panelists, and we would go through the races from the previous weekend with him and talk to him about jockey decisions and what they were doing and those kinds of things. And that would be, I think, completely different from what everyone else is doing. And I, I think you can do it in a way where you're not like, oh, that bum cost me a pick four, you could do it in a way where it's like, hey, why did he try to get up the rail here? And it's like, okay, we get the overhead shot here. We're trying to do this. I think those kinds of things, if you started to do more of that kind of analysis of horse racing, if horse racing is part of a package on NBC where it's the Breeders' Cup Classic and then they cut to Michigan and Wisconsin, I think that's much more normalizing the sport than the standalone, you know, seeing people on TV paying prices for tickets that you can't afford. I really do think that there's a chance that if, if NBC or Fox or whoever's got the brights going forward can, can put horse racing into a package where it's just another thing happening on the sports calendar, I see that as only positive, especially in an era when so many people are betting on their phones, getting ready for you know a, a football game that they know they've got 50 bucks on, and then they go, wait a minute, I can bet this and there's 12 to 1? I, I, I see that as a major positive. Okay. You know, I, I do remember you talked about that uh, uh,
1: in yeah. one of your previous shows, Yep, but, um, uh, you know, I, I still, you know, we're all steeped in the, I'm steeped in the past and stuff. I mean, I remember, you know, when Zenyatta, I believe Zenyatta's win in the, in the British cup classic was in primetime. Yep. And, uh, I think it was also her race against blame at, I think it was Churchill, uh, was in, was in primetime and, uh, but I also know too, I mean, okay, let's put it this I mean, way. it's
0: still going to be at six forty PM. I mean, I, uh, in the East, I mean, I know, I know in California, it's going to be at three forty. I, I really, I, I understand it, but it's still, I mean, on a Saturday, I don't know. I feel like it's, I, I feel like we're, we're doing the horse racing thing where we just assume people are trying to snub.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh
0: you know, but again, the
1: sport is you know we get really fired up for the the Breeders Cup, right, but the average fan does not it, no it's it's all about the, the triple crown i mean uh as a matter of fact, I did not go out last week to San Anita for the awesome again, which is a pretty darn good field It was a
0: yes, very, oh I agree yep.
1: and I'm going out this weekend for. A two-year-old race that I don't, you know, I, in hindsight, should I have gone? Because, you know, Bob, Bob had told me, you know, the, the the week before that that he was going to run uh, Prince of Monaco, who I think is probably, I don't know, is he the early two-year-old favorite? Probably. Uh, and, um then then the entries came out and you know I texted Bob and I by Bob and Baffert I said uh, you know what's the deal and he says ah I just decided to take, you know I wanted Prince Monaco be fresh for the for the uh, for the juvenile sure so um, so it's not it's a, you know it's not that great race um, and okay I'm gonna give you a trivia question here the two big three-year-old races now they're the chandelier uh with your coveted uh fillies, two-year-old fillies, oh, yeah. and uh the american pharaoh which yep. used, used to be known as the front runner so it was the chandelier and the front runner do you know how those two
0: races got their names <sighs> <sighs> okay um i don't but front runner is a better name for a stakes race than the american pharaoh even though i get it um no i don't actually know that
1: Okay, and it's really embarrassing for Santa Anita. Those were the <laughs> oh, those, no. those were the names of their two restaurants, the Front Runner and the uh, Chandelier are their two wow. major restaurants there.
0: That's amazing.
1: <laughs> so, so they named their their two-year-old steaks race after a restaurant. And um, I've actually got a story for those uh, who want to go to LATimes.com online I, that is up now and uh, will be up when this broadcast is going. Uh, where I talked to Rick Hammerley, who was the yeah, yeah. Uh, the racing secretary for sixteen years before he was unceremoniously fired by Tim Brabham in his uh, cataclysmic uh, clismic, uh, uh, reign over Santa Anita, and um, uh, he was actually the last. He named it the American Pharaoh because he just said, "You know, we got to name something." And this race was won by American Pharaoh. It was won yeah. by Nyquist. It was yep. won by Game Winner. Yep. I mean, this this is a this has a lot of a lot of history to it, and um, uh, but this this crop on Saturday, uh, I think a horse that interests me a little bit, and and uh, when you get to your handicapping segment, I'll be interesting to see what you th- say about it. Is uh, there's a Keith the Sormo horse called El Magnifico that finished second to Rothschild, second to Muth, who are also in this race, and he went for two hundred and fifty thousand dollars sale. Is nobody or few, I'm you to know, say nobody, but few do a better job with lower purchase price horses than Keith DeSormo. Um, I mean, even Exaggerator was not a you know, big price horse. Yeah, that's right. horse. Good point. Yep. And uh, he's got two horses in this race. Bob has two. He's got Muth, who was a $2 million purchase for, um, for Zidane, And then he's got well, uh, Wind Me Up, who won his only race. Um, and that's for the Pegram Watson and Whiteman You know consortium. I mean, that's that's what. It's it's one of the things I I didn't put in my story, but um, that Hammerly talked about is like Bob's owners. They are all about the Derby. Yeah, Zaydon. You know, Watman, Pegram, Watson, and and Whiteman. You know, all his his uh, you know SF racing and Starlight and all those. Um, Although that's an interesting. Rothschild's an interesting horse in the race too. He was a seven hundred thousand dollar purchase. Uh, and he's running for Yak team, so um, with Mike Smith, he's switching from Vasquez to Mike Smith. Um, uh, but I think, uh, and I think this is one of your handicapping angles you talk about is you know you look to see who uh, Hernandez, who 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 won Hernandez is on, and he is on correct,
0: Muth. yeah, that's right, yes.
1: <laughs> and um, and he's on Muth, so um, uh, who finished second to Prince Monaco in the the Best Pal in his last race, so. I don't know. It you know, it's still it's still an interesting race, and um, uh, I'm glad I'm going out for it. And then, I, of course, I go back at the uh, at the end of the month for the for the Breeders' Cup, um, which uh, I, I okay. Well, who do you, what do you think is the most interesting story out of Breeders' Cup two days?
0: Um. Okay. So, all right. So I do. I appreciate the question. Let me real quick say I do think you're going. To two of the more interesting Breeders' Cup preps between the Chandelier and the American Pharaoh as far as the winner of that race, legitimate shot to win their race when it comes to Breeders' Cup Friday. So I do think, at least on that part, it's interesting. Rodeo Drive, nice, nice race. None of those horses are going to match up with a you know with a an Aid O'Brien or something like that. So I'm not I'm not terribly worried about that. I do think, however, there is a horse running at Keeneland this weekend uh, in Master of the Seas who won the Woodbine Mile. If he wins. If he wins the turf mile at, at uh, Keeneland, I think there's a chance that his two starts in North America are good enough for Charlie Appleby to have the favorite in the uh, in the turf mile at the uh, at the Breeders' Cup. But um, back to your question, what is the most interesting? Oh man, uh, just I mean because it's at San Anita, I think it's it's a reemergence for a Bob Baffert that doesn't get to have that moment at the Derby, right? And and I I think it. <sighs> I don't know, John. I don't know that you and I have had the full flesh out of, <laughs> of, no, of 150. and I know we have – I think you've come to my opinion that they just didn't want the distraction on 150. It's such a, a point of emphasis for them. But I, I think they – I think it's a chance for, for Baffert to just have a massive two days. And, I, and frankly, I, I think there's a good chance that he does.
1: Um, I think he could. I think the story is America falling back in love with Arcangelo and jenna antonucci who
0: was that a, would be very good for horse racing
1: and that uh, one of your uh, uh, guests that you've had
0: on, on your show yeah she was great yeah
1: and um i mean I'm, okay who, who are you thinking for horse of the year at this point point? and i know it's way 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 early
0: yeah no no it's okay it's a fair question i do think archangelo is probably near the top of that that conversation it's just that the older dirt crop just has not you know, slow down Andy's out of the classic now. And, and uh, uh, I mean, Archangelo wins the classic it's over, right? I mean, it's pretty simple then. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's pretty simple then. I mean, at some point though, do you go, Oh boy, I just, it's just such a year where everybody's kind of beating each other. Right. And so uh, I just, I don't know. I, I guess that right now I would have Archangelo in the lead. Yeah. Yeah, I would too. I mean, and, and
1: Forte has been, I think a bust, um, you know, not running in the Derby and then winning the, the, then winning the disputed, uh, what was it? Jim Dandy or, or. Yeah. The Dandy. Yeah. yeah. Um, which I, uh, and I am not a steward, never, never where I want to be. Uh, I would have taken him down, but, um, you know, I, I also didn't have any money on it. So it didn't really matter. So, (laughs) um, (laughs) But uh, it's a, it's a really it's sort of a cloudy picture that will get a little clearer. And I think I think the Eclipse uh, voters, of which you are one, you and Mike, um, will you know probably just look to the Breeders and say, Oh God, I can't figure this out. So who won the who won the big Breeders Cup race? You know, um, fair enough. Uh, I did
0: it last year with Modern Games, right? I mean, you know, I thought if we were talking three year old male, who he beat mattered more to me than the fact that Essential Quality won Travers. Mm-hmm. And no one agreed with me <laughs> so, <laughs> um, which is fine, i get it um but i you know i don't i don't I can't think of it. I was trying to think John of a turf horse that really stood out this year as one that I would want to vote for tur horse of the year and I, I just can't come up with one uh I can't either you know we'll we'll just have to look
1: and and hope it's it's a name we know uh, you know um. Right. Uh, you know, the triple crown series, Arch- Archangelo was the clear star of that. Mage. I, mean, I agree. Mage was great for a week, two weeks. Uh, National treasure uh, just was, was basically, you know, Johnny V won that, that race um, with his, you know, front running thing. And, and he, what did he do? He, he ran the awesome again. And I think vanished what fifth or fourth, something like that. Fourth. Right. Um, so those races, the Travers again was won by Archangelo, um, uh, you know, it's just, it's just been sort of a muddled year, you know, a year with not a lot of, of, uh, you know, standouts. And this is coming after the year after flight line, which, which, um, you know, whoever wins the classic will not, will not be flight line. And as a, you know, a statement that, that, uh, one of the many reasons that, you know, you're the, uh, horse racing happy hour will not live in perpetuity uh, is because uh, horse racing does not celebrate its stars; it retires them. Right. And you know that's yet another reason in you know their stake in in the uh, um, in the in the coffin of horse racing. Um, and again, I, I hate to be negative again, but but you know they have some they have some pretty big challenges ahead, and and Calif- right. California is going to be one. If this if this Golden Gate to Santa Anita experiment does not work. Uh, and you will see it. You will see it. The and you will say, "Wow, this property is worth a lot of freaking money." Yep. And if you're racing three days a week, and you got to remember, the grade ones in California, what do they pay? Three hundred. Okay. Three hundred thousand. And why do they pay three hundred thousand? Because they have to. Because they have to. Yes. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, although the rodeo was a grade two, and it's paying three hundred. So that was yeah. Like, I
0: thought that was a good move actually, because yeah, um, that, that should be a big race.
1: Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I, I uh, we'll just have to have to wait and see and, and, uh, um, uh, what happens. I, I, I think it'll, it'll be an interesting uh, weekend at Santa Anita. You know, there's, there's three winning your ends. Um, but, the, but then that's all Breeders' Cup. And then let me just go off on a little tangent here sure. with, with the, uh, you know, the Derby and Oaks points thing. That is such a marketing and, and, this this is the crazy thing, is the story I wrote today, I even lead with this thing that says the, the Kentucky Derby's West Coast Swing starts in earnest, or something like that, this this, sure. this weekend. But that's not true, because none of these 10-point races mean anything. Anything. Um, a horse that, you know, and I, I actually I did put it in the story, you know, a horse that, that wins a couple of races is a two-year-old, and then gets some more points, and maybe gets to 40 early in the year after winning like one of the first... Uh, 2024 preps is not going to be in the, in the Kentucky Derby because if they're not running well at the end, they're not going to enter them in there because there's no point. I mean, the only races that matter in the Kentucky Derby uh, lead up are the last two races because, because you got to be running well within two months of the Kentucky Derby, not running well in November or October. Yep. Uh, So it's, it's, but it's a smart marketing ploy. And, uh, and I think you, you, uh, stood out against
0: the new, uh, system. I, I think if anybody wants to know what they should do, they should go back to the LA times newsletter archive <laughs> and look at my point system for the Oaks, because I didn't want to step on anybody's toes about the Derby and just adopt that. But, uh, I remember at the time I, I sent it in and you said, Louie, this is some of your best stuff, uh, which means they'll never do it. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, damn it. He's right. No, I'll be honest. Um, I'm not looking for Derby contenders in the American Pharaoh. I'm looking for Derby contenders in the maiden races at Keeneland this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's like first timers for sure. Like that's, that's where I'm looking for Derby contenders. We'll be in those races this weekend.
1: Yeah. And like, I remember, you know, uh, I, a great quote I had from, from Rick Hammerley is that owners today, they, you know, they circle the first weekend, the first Saturday in, in, uh, in May and then they count backwards to see how many, how few races they can run to get to yep. that race. Yep. And um, you know that's kind of, kind of where the, where the sport is at this point. And uh, uh, you know, we'll just, just see how it, how it goes. Um, but, uh, but I am, I'm looking forward to seeing you in uh, a couple of weeks at, uh, uh, at beautiful Santa Anita. Where, um, and you've, you've now, have
0: you been to Del Mar or not? No. No. Okay. No. This is my first uh, – this will be my first horse race in California.
1: Wow. Okay. I
0: know. I know. I've gotten to do a lot of cool stuff. I've not been to a horse race in Cal- I, John, I got to tell you. I mean, I know we joke a lot and we, we do fake rivalry stuff with, with Santa Anita on our show, being the Kentucky guys or whatever. I'm like over the moon excited to get out there. I really am. And I just um, – I love Breeders' Cup in general because it is, it is just – I'm a fan of, of great horses. Um, as much as i am of anything else about this sport and breeders cup really does get together a collection of very excellent horses and so that part number one i'm very excited about number two is just yeah it's just santa Anita in general um and just to get out there and 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 see it and, and the mountains and and the you know a track with palm trees that isn't Gulfstream, you know this kind <laughs> of stuff and so um no i i am i'm legitimately very excited to go and and you know uh, I, you know, and you and Flatter and other people, you know that kind of stuff. So, yeah. uh, by the way, the the races, uh, the the real Derby preps are Race Two and Race Eleven at Keeneland on Saturday. Just so anybody knows, they are made special weights at six furlongs So there you
1: go. <laughs> okay, and uh, at San Anita, the uh, Chandelier is the third, and the uh, Pharaoh is the ninth, the ninth, right? Yeah. Ninth, and I think they have some kind of cross. Uh, isn't there some kind of uh, pick three ticket of of the Derby preps? Or something like
0: that. Yeah, I'll have to look that up before we do the eight o'clock show. But yes, um, there is. And um, I, you know, I want to be really clear about something. I joked about, you know, the American Pharaoh and the Derby preps. It's never too early because of how female horses develop to start watching for potential Oaks horses. Because we have seen really good fillies who are really good in October before. That end up being very good in May as well. So, no, I, the Chandelier, I'll be watching very closely between Laurent and, uh, and it's Dua, right? Is, is Baffert's yes. uh, top runner there? Yeah, with Hernandez, there it is. And so, yeah, no, I'll be watching that one really close. I think there are legitimately several that are out of that, um, the Del Mar debutante that'll be interesting in this one. So, Laurent's that one. Ah, uh, Tamara's not running in this race, right? Right. No, Mandela decided to train
1: up until, and 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 she's the best. I mean, from what we no know, question, she's then, the best Philly in California. California. That's
0: yes. Right. Yep. Uh, yep. But he decided to skip this and just uh, uh,
1: train her up to uh, the, the juvenile fillies.
0: But I, I yeah, Laurent <laughs> gate to paradise is interesting. I do think um, Tatalis, who ran fourth up the track a little bit, I think just with extra time that Mark Lat can get her really going. He goes sprinter route as well as anyone in the country. So no, I I think there's a chance that we see, and she's a daughter gun runner. It's going to take her a little time to develop, you know, just, I think we're going to see, you know, more of that type of horse, if they can win in this kind of race and then develop through the breeders cup and then into the end of the winter could be pretty interesting. So yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm over the moon excited to get out there for sure. And, And frankly, I know, you know, this, our number one markets for this podcast, of all things, are, are Del Mar and LA. So I'm excited. Hopefully, uh, we've got new hats that are very easy to read. So hopefully, someone will stop us and say, Hey, are you the happy hour guys? And, you know, just, uh, I think that would be great. That would be, be awesome. great. So, so there you go. Well, he is John Sherva. He's at the LA Times, Times.com. <laughs> what is the piece you've got up right now?
1: Uh, it's, uh, let me see if I can. Uh, it, it basically, it's, it's got sort of one of those clickbait headlines. <laughs> um, <laughs> Not you. <laughs> Uh, I think I might have even written it. It basically, it, it, it it's what the lead sentence says. <coughs> Excuse me for the cough. Um, is basically the road to the Kentucky Derby. The West Coast swing of the road to the Kentucky Derby starts this weekend at San Anita, and um uh that's what it is. I, I go a little bit through the field. I talk to Hammerly about the. Uh, um, about the whole – and this is – not to prolong this, but but, You're fine. but he, he basically was saying it all depends on what the owners want. Mm-hmm. He says, you know, if you start out a horse in July or August or, or September looking – or July to try to look to score an easy uh, graded stakes win in the fall, that um, uh, that basically regardless of what happens, you've got – uh, if you get a grade one winner as a two-year-old, then you've already written your stallion ticket, you know, yes. and uh, maybe the competition's earlier. And, and then other two other twos, uh, some horses are great at two-year-olds, and then they just don't develop. Yep. And, you know, the, the derby winners are the horses that maybe just that is certainly developing at that point, you know, when they get to May. But sometimes you just get horses that, that are really great at two and then they stay at that same level and, and, don't, and, and don't improve. So um, again, if, if you're in and, and, and the business, the sport uh, to sort of hyperbolize uh, my thought is that is has been ruined by breeding um, because that's where all the money is. And that's why we're not seeing flight line as a five-year-old. That's why we're not seeing, you know, some of these great horses that could be stars that could be on the cover of magazines if anybody read magazines anymore. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I'm showing my age. Um, you know, you don't because, again, they don't celebrate their stars, they retire them because that's where all the money is, is in the breeding. And, uh, you know, and if you do the math, the for what a horse can make as a stallion, and what, oh, yeah. what you would co- what would cost you in insurance, which is around five percent, um, and, and you're an insurance guy, so you know this. Yep, um, is you literally cannot make running stakes races unless you're you know winning the Breeders' Cup Classic. You're not going to make the kind of money to even pay your insurance. Bills running for, you know, 300,000 grade ones as an old, as an older, older horse. So, um, wow. you know, the, the economics of the, of the sport are just totally screwed. And, um, uh, and, and again, I don't mean to, to blame the breeders and that's, you know, that's what your state's all about. yeah sure. Um, that although, although I will, you know, quote you as I, as of course everyone often does, is that you know? Is that Kentucky? I mean, Keeneland is not about racing; it's a, it's about the sales. It is
0: sales.
1: And, and um, uh, you know, that's that's just that
0: it's just the reality of, of the sport that uh, that we both follow. There you go. Well, uh, our number one market in uh, in Kentucky is in Lexington, so I, I like those people as well. So they. <laughs> But, no, I'm not wrong about that. and Like, I've even said it, you know, like, you know, I work with Issel five days a week, and that guy has three children, his daughter, his son, and Keeneland. And even he, you know, when I say they're about the sales, not about the racing, he wants to push back, but even he goes to the sales and not the races. So, I mean, you know, it it just is what it is. So, all right, well, he's John Sherver. Go find him, latimes.com. Go find a. all the good stuff out there. And uh, all of his, I imagine you'll be doing a bunch of Breeders' Cup previews and that kind of stuff as well, there. Right?
1: Uh, I will. I will. And then awesome. and the, before you, you get away to that, my favorite thing about Lexington is no matter where you're going or what you're <laughs> doing in Lexington, everything is only 15 minutes away.
0: Oh, that's real. That is 100% real. Yes. <laughs> and actually, you know, what's funny because of the track, there are good Hole in the wall Mexican joints, very close to Keeland as well. So actually, if you want to get your your Mexican food on, you can actually do that in Versailles and other places around there. Uh, uh, and of course, we call it Versailles because you know,
1: yeah. because you because you do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and on that very Kentucky note, we say goodbye to my friend uh, in California. Safe trip out there this weekend. Um, and uh, man, I I am I'm, I'm legit excited. I, I can't believe it's less than a month away that I'll be flying to LA. So um, all right, John, appreciate you. We'll talk soon. Okay, take care. See you, John. Okay. Yeah.